there was ever a psalm for our day, it has to be Psalm 91. So many people have turned to it for protection, comfort, and reassurance. God gave it to us in order to grow our faith and help us put confidence in Him. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here, and what that means is we're learning to listen to God as we follow Him and meditate on His Word and then respond to Him in prayer. If you're new to our podcast, I invite you to follow or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast provider. You're in the right place to grow your faith. In season three, we're praying through the Psalms, both some of our favorites as well as some that are lesser known or harder to pray. We are in book four of the Psalms, and we're looking at the second Psalm in that collection, which is Psalm 91. I started noticing people referencing and repeating and praying this psalm a lot as the coronavirus threat spread, and for good reason, I believe. But at the same time, it's more than that. So we're going to really pray the full prayer that's in this psalm today. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of our lives. We follow a four-step process that you can find at wordofprayer.com. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom will I trust. Those first two verses from the King James Version of Psalm 91 are probably familiar. It's clearly a statement of trust. What about the rest of the psalm? Can we hear it today in a fresh way? Let's listen to Psalm 91 now. The one who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will lodge in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of Yahweh, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will deliver you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers. You will take refuge under His wings. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You shall not fear the terror that stalks by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, Truly, you, Yahweh, are my refuge. If you make the Most High your dwelling, then no harm will happen to you, nor any plague come near your tent, for he will put his angels in charge of you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you won't dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. God says, Because he loves me, I will rescue him. I will protect him because he knows my name. 
He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver and honor him. I will satisfy him with long life and show him my salvation. In a world full of dangers, some hidden and others terrifying, some not well understood, what do you do? This psalm speaks to that situation. Now, one response is to arm yourself with information. Get as educated as possible about the risks and dangers you face. To be forewarned, they say, is to be forearmed. Another approach is to get protection. When I was young, I carried a lucky charm in my pocket. True confession. I wasn't sure if it worked, but it couldn't hurt anything, right? Many people put hope in a special object, a talisman, that somehow might protect them. Or maybe it's a formula that if they repeat it, it will automatically fend off harm. Psalm 91 doesn't take either approach. It says, seek safety in God. Now, the first two verses give us four different names for God. Most High, in Hebrew it's Elyon. Almighty, which is Shaddai, in both of those in verse 1. And then Yahweh, the covenant name. And finally, God, which is Elohim in Hebrew. These are powerful. God revealed himself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as the Most High and the Almighty. And so these are very ancient names. But if you stop and think about it, when these men were living, it wasn't ancient to them. It was very real. It was very present. And it actually took a lot of faith for them to believe in God, especially when there were so many other alternatives around them. They lived in a world full of gods, people who worshipped gods in all sorts of names. But God revealed himself and showed that he was faithful. God further revealed his covenant name, Yahweh, to Moses and the people of Israel in Exodus as part of his great deliverance from the hands of the Egyptians. Elohim, or God, was the common name that was used in the land of Canaan. Israel learned through personal experience that Elohim had revealed himself in a unique and powerful way to them. So they used the name for God that the Canaanites used, but they understood him in a completely new and different way than the Canaanites before them. Is the secret then in calling God by the right name? I would say no. We don't get what we want just by reciting the right words or formula. But the fact remains, God has revealed himself in history before, and each of these names reminds us of his mighty deliverance and protection. The name points to the person. God is the secret place. His shadow is the place to hide. He is where we seek refuge and protection because he is a fortress. So those four words in the first two verses also highlight how God 
comes through for us. He is our secret hiding place. We take comfort in his shadow. It's a place to hide. We seek refuge in him. He is a fortress. We will not be defeated or overwhelmed by the enemy when we take our shelter in God. Well, the dangers are many, especially verses 3 through 8 highlight these. The first one mentioned is the fowler's snare. Now, this isn't common to us, but it's basically a trap for birds. And in the ancient world, people hunted for birds laying out these nets on the ground or clever camouflage sort of baskets that they could trap birds in. And, you know, birds are not exactly easy to catch that way if you don't have a firearm. And so a fowler's snare was a image that people in ancient times could immediately identify with as this small creature, a bird being trapped in the fowler's net or their snare. There's other dangers too, like deadly disease. That's one we can relate to today. Terror or threats that can come at any time, day or night. Armed aggression, hostile enemies. Now, the help that God gives is also pretty amazing. In the second half of this psalm, starting from verse 9 and going to the end, but especially in verses 11 and 12, it mentions that God dispatches angels to watch, to guard, and to fight for us. And there is real help for us from angels that God sends to protect and to bring us aid in our battles. We have to also acknowledge this is exactly the verse that the devil quoted to Jesus when Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness early on as he started his ministry. And the devil said, throw yourself down from the temple because doesn't it say he will send his angels to protect you and you won't dash your foot on a stone? And Jesus said, yes, God will protect us. But it also says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So God's angel protection is not blanket protection, especially from our stupidity, basically, making foolish choices or trying to put God to the test. And so we need to exercise wisdom, just as we talked about in yesterday's episode. And Jesus shows us the way here that we need to trust in God. And sometimes God's will shows us a way different than what we might want or choose. But we need to continue trusting in Him. And God does send His angels to protect us. In fact, soon after that wilderness temptation that Jesus faced, it says in the gospel that God sent His angels to minister to Him because He was obviously hungry and in a weakened state after 40 days without food. So God does send his angels to help us and protect us. That doesn't mean that we've got an unlimited bank account and we're just going to call on God at any time to come and take care of our needs. We trust in God. And we also acknowledge at the end of the day, he is God. He calls the shots. And so we're simply calling on him. In the last three verses, we get to hear God speak to us himself. Again, those verses say, because he loves me, I will rescue him. I will protect him. 
because he knows my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver and honor him. I will satisfy him with long life and show him my salvation. Listen to all those ways that God promises to be there for us and to come through for us. God has spoken. Let's respond to him now. Pray with me, please. God, thank you so much for the help you give. Thank you for your protection. God, we ask for healing, for help, and for you to defeat the enemy. Give us faith. We call on you, Most High, Almighty, Yahweh, our God. That is who you are. Amen. There is tremendous hope and help in this psalm. I've urged you before to reread and re-listen to scripture and meditate on it. And I'm going to ask you to do that again today. There are so many possibilities in this psalm, whether you meditate on the four names of God in the first two verses, or maybe consider those four descriptions that we mentioned, secret place, shadow, refuge, fortress. In the last three verses, I counted for myself eight specific things that God promises to do for those who call on him. I detail those in the show notes, but I urge you to claim one of those. Pray it and believe God will be faithful in that way for you today. Be blessed and trust in God. Today's episode is brought to you by the support of our followers. You can be one of them through our Patreon link or through purchasing the book, God Help Me Grow, Learning to Pray Through the Psalms, which you can find on Amazon and there's a link in the show notes. Salvation is in God. Look to Him for deliverance.